There is nothing new under the sun. Years ago, people began to ditch their cable companies for streaming services. This saved consumers lots of money, but now streaming is rivaling the cost of cable. We're back to where we began. It was an exciting time for consumers. Companies like Netflix began launching streaming services that allowed families to cut their cables and their cable bills and watch their favorite TV shows at any time. No commercials, but streaming services have since multiplied. Prices have also risen and risen again. And what's more, some plans include ads with Prime Video announcing its implementation in 2024. It seems as though the perks of streaming have dwindled over time, all for the sake of higher profit margins. You know, Ecclesiastes has something to say about this. There is nothing new under the sun. When it seems as though nothing ever changes, what can provide us with meaning? Nothing but the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus And we are, in this program, concluding a series called Encounters with Jesus. The Apostle John writes in his Gospel that Jesus' life was so marvelous, so extraordinary, that if we could jot down everything worth mentioning, we'd run out of paper to write it on. We could have years' worth of programs on Encounters with Jesus. But there's one encounter that changed everything. You know what I'm talking about? One moment in human history that gives us all meaning. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. Where Jesus once again encountered life in his body after taking down sin and death at Calvary. So stay with me. As we look at a few passages in the next few minutes that speak of his resurrection life and why that matters for us. When's the last time you saw a Broadway caliber musical with an altar call? Well, that's what I love about Sight and Sound Theater. They're based out of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. They also have a location in Branson, Missouri. People arrive with a busload to watch these full-length biblical stage productions. And for the long-running musical simply called Jesus, they went all out. But what if you're like me and you don't live in southeastern Pennsylvania or southwestern Missouri? Well, in a special edition DVD we have available to you, as our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries, this top-notch stage production comes to life in a whole new way. Even if you saw it live, you can now see it close up. The joys and pains etched clearly in the faces of Jesus and his disciples. It is as gripping as a blockbuster movie, but as intimate as if you're sitting in the theater yourself perfect for the entire family to take in the gospel story in a uniquely intimate way. So after the program, why don't you visit our website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. That's where we have behind-the-scenes clips posted, but also that's where you can make your gift and get a copy of this special edition DVD. You could also call us after the program if that's easier. And the number to call is 800-65-HAVEN, 
65 Haven. Now, I want us to listen as we begin this Haven today to an excerpt from this musical production of Jesus. Jesus speaking with Nicodemus. Jesus. Nicodemus. No one can do what you have done unless God is with him. I do what my father tells me to do, just like it's done in heaven. Your father, you're just the son of a carpenter from Nazareth, aren't you? Not entirely. What do you want, Nicodemus? I want to see heaven, and you can. But first you must be born again. How can a grown man like me be born again? Do you feel that? You can hear the wind rustling through the leaves. You don't know where it came from or where it's going. That's how the Spirit of God is. People can only reproduce human life. But the Spirit of God gives birth to spiritual life. You were already born in the flesh, Nicodemus, but in order to see heaven, you must be born again in his spirit. But I have done everything by the law of Moses. I fear God. I've been a student of the scripture since I was a child. Your salvation does not come from anything that you do. It comes from what you believe. Well, then help me understand. God loves the world, Nicodemus. He wants his children back. All of them. Even those who do not obey the law. God is holy. He condemns sin, you're right. So there must be a sacrifice that will pay for man's sin once and for all. There is no Passover lamb able to cover man's sin once and for all. Sacrifice like that would have to be perfect. Like God himself. This is our final program called Encounters with Jesus, and you just heard part of Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus from that DVD musical, Jesus. What were they talking about? None other than life, eternal life. Jesus spoke about the need for eternal life, the need to be born again, and yet his body rested in a grave after that dark Friday. Nicodemus was there. He looked on as the man he approached in the middle of the night earlier suffered unjustly. What do you think was going through Nicodemus's mind as he helped prepare Jesus' body for burial? Was he beginning to doubt the teaching of his Lord? I don't think so. Remember, most of Jesus' friends had left him during his darkest hour. But Nicodemus? He stayed. He got his hands dirty. He buried Jesus because he believed that Jesus was the key for eternal life. More on this topic, death leading to life. But first, I want us to hear a song by John Reddick. desperation 
I believe it. Meaning the life of Jesus by John Reddick. Here in this haven today, I'm Charles Morris, 
encounters with Jesus. In the Apostle John's famous prologue, that's found in John 1, he writes the following, In him, that is Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Though Jesus' body was going to be wrapped and placed in a dark tomb, Nicodemus had faith, he had hope, that the light would shine once again. The encounter he had with Jesus in John chapter 3 changed his life, and the encounter Jesus would have three days after his death would come to change all of ours. It was an ordinary-looking Sunday in Jerusalem. The sun rose like it always did. The birds sang as they normally would. But one thing was dramatically different. Jesus' body was not in that tomb. He was alive. Now, you, of course, know the story. If you've heard our program a few days back, you certainly know it. Matthew 28 tells us the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And then suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet. They worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Now Jesus encountered a few women and told them to share the news of his resurrection. They were startled, perhaps even a bit confused, but this much they knew. On Friday, Jesus Christ had died. On Sunday, Jesus Christ came back to life. Jesus encountered life, and this gave the women, the disciples, and every Christian ever since hope. But why is that? Why does Christ's resurrection matter for us? Well, to answer this important question, let me take you back to a time in Jesus' life when he had encountered death. Not his own death, but the death of that dear friend whose name was Lazarus. When Jesus finally reached Bethany, Lazarus had been dead for four days, and Jesus deliberately showed up late, at least in the eyes of Lazarus' sister Martha. She knew Jesus had the power to heal, but Jesus showed up a few days late in order to show Martha and everyone else watching that he could do more than just heal. He could give life, eternal life. What a touching moment when Jesus spoke to that grieving sister, Martha. But he did give her some hope, even though Lazarus had died. That hope is there in John 11:25. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Jesus then did more than just speak words. It was a dramatic display of power. He stood near the tomb, and he cried out to his dead friend. And you know what happened? Lazarus woke up. Lazarus encountered life again. 
And it was only possible because Jesus himself is life. Jesus himself would taste life after death. This is why Jesus' resurrection is so important to us. This is why it was necessary for Jesus to encounter death so that he could then encounter life for us. In 1 Corinthians 15, that great resurrection chapter, Paul makes the very same point. In the resurrection, Jesus, the last Adam or second Adam, became life-giving spirit. Verse 45, because Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus is able to give life to those who are spiritually dead by his Holy Spirit. The only question for me to ask is the same one Jesus asked Martha. Do you believe it? Do you believe that Jesus encountered death, conquered death, and was rewarded with encountering everlasting life? Do you believe it that Jesus did this so that you could experience everlasting life with him in heaven? This is the most wonderful encounter we will ever have. And it's only because the one who is life tasted death and overcame death for our sakes. You're suggesting that Almighty God welcomes back any sinner no matter what they've done. He does more than that, Judas. He goes after them. He's like a good shepherd who has, say, a hundred sheep. If one of them wandered off and was lost, the shepherd would leave the 99 others and go into the darkness to search for that one. And when the shepherd found it, he would rescue it, embrace it, and joyfully carry it all the way home. And when he returns home, he would call together his friends and his neighbors, saying... Rejoice with me, because I have found the one that was lost. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who don't need to repent. I believe it, I 
the Newsboys here on A Haven Today, and we believe. And before that, you heard another excerpt from the musical from Sight and Sound in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, simply called Jesus. That was an excerpt of The Good Shepherd. Now, theater has always been a powerful way to tell a story. Millions have gone to see shows like Hamilton, Phantom of the Opera, or even older shows like Oklahoma. I like that because that's where I'm from. Or many more. But Broadway rarely has space for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm so excited that the Sight and Sound Theater Group exists to bring the story of Jesus to the stage and dramatically tell the greatest rescue story of all time. And they do it with professional performers, actors, First-rate production quality, music that will just sink into your soul. And I would like you to experience it for yourself, wherever you live, in your home, or in the home of somebody else. This production is simply called Jesus. And we have this special edition DVD available to you as our way of just saying thanks for helping us to keep sharing Jesus with others. The Good News Story the story that lasts for eternity. Well, why don't you just get in touch with us right now? Would you make a generous gift to the ministry? Watch the excerpts we've got there on our website. But let us know you want a copy of this special edition DVD of Jesus. We'll get it out to you right away. Our web address is haventoday.org. haventoday.org. Or call us at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And as we have to go, if this program ministers to you, would you make a difference with others? Would you think about, pray about, becoming a Haven partner? That's someone who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly to help us keep sharing Jesus with others. Ask about becoming a Haven Partner when you call us, or also read about it when you go online to our website. Let's take a moment and pray. Lord God in heaven, we have been speaking of death, but more important, we've been talking about life. Life that begins now through saving faith offered to us in Jesus Christ. Life that continues on in the life to come. Lord, we ask for your tender mercy to extend to us today. Just as Christ reached out to those he encountered while ministering here on earth, may all of us today encounter the risen Lord and then live our lives fully in full service to our Savior. 
we're surrounded by voices that try and drown out the voice of our Savior still speaking to us today. Give us an extra measure of grace that comes from above. And may we be open and willing to share that same grace with others in a clear and Christ-honoring way. We bow now in reverence and with expectance to receive much grace today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back next time when again together we'll be sharing the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Every religion gives an answer to several basic questions, and one of them is this, what is the meaning of life? Christianity answers that question rather uniquely. Listen to this, coming out of John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. You see, the meaning of life is not a what, but a who, and that who is Jesus. Invest in your walk with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Get it monthly. Just visit us at getanchor.com.